John Joe's Art Club, under the new management of Aaron and Claire Travers, is the perfect location for all sporting events. With nine HD screens and the new addition of a 2.4 metre screen for the big games, makes John Joe's the premier sports bar in Art Club. Located on Upper Main Street, the crack is mighty and you'll always feel at home in John Joe's. David Blake Physical Therapist Tinahili for comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organisations at club, county and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087 906-2150 That's 87 906-2150 Travers Insurances 7 Upper Main Street, Arthur County Wicklow Offering competitive quotes on motor, household, life and business insurance Call 0402-32204 or visit our website www.travers.ie Insurance cover that stands out for the proud. Travers & Co Insurance Limited trading as Travers Financial Services Travers Insurances is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 So hello and welcome to our second season of the Garden County Sport GEA podcast live from headquarters. We've no Alan tonight and we're... Missing uh, John Hines as well, who is moving on to bigger and better things. Emmett, if you want to say that, he's manager of Stelo Cool Boy for the next year. Yeah, and uh, very best of luck to John. He'd be a big last to us here. He was uh, felt like he could bounce off, bounce your ideas off, and have the crack with in fairness. But he's moved on to, to try and bring the junior A crown home to Stelo Cool Boy. And the best of luck to him in the coming year. Yeah, no, the best of luck. All right, John would have said last year when we we're talking about certain teams that they always had, the second year is always a tough second album. I'm going to say he didn't want to fight with the second album. So we're going to keep battling away anyway for the course of the year. We'll have uh, a few guests in, of course, over the duration trying to fill the shoes that John has left behind. Uh, coming up onto the podcast, we have a preview of both Wicklow Senior Footballers and Hurlers National League campaigns. We're going to be joined on the phone by both Davy Burke and Eamon Scallon ahead of the opening round fixtures this weekend. Um, we'll probably go straight away. We're going to go to Davy Burke now for the for the phone call as he discusses the upcoming campaign. So joining us on the line now is the Wicklow Senior Football Manager, Davy Burke. Davy, thanks very much for, for taking the call. I know you're busy with preparations for, for Carlo on Saturday night. Yeah, no problem, lads. Um, yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to Saturday night now. We've uh, a couple of good weeks work behind us at this stage. And uh, yeah, really, I think there's a good buzz in the group and we really are looking forward to Saturday night, yeah. Yeah, and preparations have gone well. The, I suppose a good victory at the end of your Burn Cup there sort of set the scene and player, you're starting to get a feel for your panel now. Yeah, exactly. Look, the, um, yeah, we did a decent winning, obviously, at Longford that day. And, but even more so, you've seen the time before like, against Kildare, we did much improved performance. Uh, you know, the first day out against Carlo was, um, you know, if we had, I'd be counting one hand the amount of sessions we would have had previous to that game, you know. So, um, you know, you know, we were very disheveled and fit all over the place, to be honest with you, against Carlo the first day. Then against Kildare, we two or three more sessions done. I think we put on a decent 40 odd minute performance and then I'll be a bit over. And then, um, but then improved it again three weeks later against Longford. So, look, all the pointers would lead that we're, we're making ground. Um, so, we'd be happy in that front. And, you know, gone from maybe having 15, 16 lads in the injured bay to maybe down to two. So, you know, we're, 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 the work the SNC and the physio team are doing and the medical team are doing is, is, is definitely coming together, you know. Yeah, and of course, I suppose, starting off with Cardo on Saturday night, they'd be boosted by the return of the Aero players and it's a tough, as tough an opener for, 
for the county as, as you could sort of expect? Yeah, probably the toughest opener you could get, is it? Um, in that, I'd say Carlo would be favourite for promotion. You know, they came down from Division 3, they would have taken a, a championship scalp or two in the last couple of years, so uh, they're very, very decent team. Uh, they're in year three or four of third up regime now, so they'll, um, you know, they're very familiar with each other. They're, they play a very, you know, a very, you know, to play a very obvious brand of football, but it's well, it's well practiced and well rehearsed at this stage, you know. So everyone will know what they're doing. So yeah, look, we're going in against probably the best team in the division, and uh, we're, we could travel to Carlo for it. So we couldn't have, we couldn't have got a super start, but look, um, a win in Carlo would, would set us up very nicely for the two home games to come after that. So uh, that's what we're approaching, it, you know. Yeah, uh, how are you, Davy? It's Emmett here. How you doing, Emmett? You well? Actually, not too bad in yourself. Um, no, just looking at the list of the list of games in the division, I suppose, you know, anyone can be anyone in this division looking looking down and I know we've we've three home matches and four away matches. Obviously be looking to make a fortress out of Ockram first and foremost, but Carlo away on Saturday is a uh, is a tough start. Um everyone fit and well and firing to go at the minute, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. As I was saying, right, so um we we would have, uh, like, there was an awful amount of injuries, Emmett. I mean, like, it's shocking amount of injuries early on. Previous, the lads who had picked up a knock towards the end of last year and done nothing about it and then turned up and tried to train and sure, it flared straight back up and then we do a bit of digging and find out should have done nothing in the, in the off-season at all, you know, or no rehab or prehab or anything in the, in the off-season. So, it took us a good six, eight weeks to sort a lot of them out, to be honest, and we're still only getting them back now. But, as I said, now we... You know, we nearly have a full team bill of health, which is massive help for us, you know. So, uh, as if again, Sarah Fitz is back fit, Mike Kenny's back fit. Uh, yeah, we, we, we'd have we'd have the vast, vast majority of guys back in with us now, and uh, which is obviously a great thing, you know. So, really, we've, we've got good uh, selection headaches for Saturday, which is which is exactly what you want. Com- competition is high. So, uh, yeah, the, the injuries hopefully are clearing up at the right time, yeah. Yeah, and and just the the last weekend there with the under twenties, there's a couple of lads picked up a few injuries and and were absent from the team. They're all good to go again. Yeah, so well, Andy Marr picked up Knox. Uh, like I don't have to tell you guys about the fixture situation at the minute. It's chronic to say the least between National Football League, Super Football, Fresher Football, Under Twenty Football. It, it's chronic for these four young boys and Andy Marr. Yeah, could play played for NUIG last Tuesday night, played for us for 30 minutes and had to come off and cramp. And anyone who knows Andy Marr will know he's the fittest player we have. And all he could manage is 30 minutes on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. That'll tell you enough about that man's workload at the minute. So, um, um, you know, it, 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 that's, what, that's what Andy didn't train last again, out injured, but he should be fine. But again, NUIG is championship match and he's fresher, he's a scholarship student. So, unfortunately, there's a man that's on to play, you know. So Andy will be playing that Wednesday afternoon. Um, then who the other boys on Darcy, Paddy O'Kane, similar Paddy picked up a knock there last week and he was out of all action last weekend. Again, pressure U C D scholarship student and will be under pressure to play this Wednesday again because that's 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 what the way it works, you know, when you're when you're a scholarship student you're expected to play. So um Paddy's done nothing but any of us for two weeks. We haven't seen Paddy since the Longford game. So um um so he's back to play for them. And then who's the other one? Zach Cullen is uh, he what last kid? He picked up a knock last Wednesday, um, and it wasn't as severe as he thought. So Zach is fine. Uh, and then who's the last then? Own Darcy, is it? Yeah. Own Darcy, the other one. He, uh, yeah, own is fine. Own, own is fine. He's just, uh, just, just trained away again. He was playing for UCD on Wednesday, which is looking three, three scholarship students at pressure levels in, in uh, colleges like NUIG and UCD. It's fair going. It's a good sign of the training the boys have been put through over the years. and the types of young fellas that we have coming through, and we've got a free scholarship students, you know, so it's very, very good going, you know. Yeah, and, and just in saying that, like, you're obviously you're blooding younger players onto the panel, like, they're, they're starting to state their claim for pace, like, Andy got a few starts in your burn cup, Bowen got a few starts, and, like, it, it bodes well for the for the future with yourself and, and the, the panel. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And look, we're not, um, you know, we, these four young boys are all in our 26th of Saturday, um, a couple of them will be very close to the team, if not in the team. We haven't finalised that just yet. So, uh, well, these aren't four panel members, for want of a better word. These are four lads who are going to heavily feature for us. Um, so, you know, the, the, the future is very, very bright now. It's up to me and the team, Gary and Mike, to manage 
you know, you're, you're not going to win Division 4 or get out of Division 4 or beat Carlo with too many young guys either. You know, you have to you have to fairly get the balance right. So that's, that's, up, that's our job. That's where to get the balance right between the youth, the energy, the enthusiastic young boys, but also, you know, get the experience, the physicality boys in too, you know, to, to, to complement each other. So we're heading in the right direction with that. And even whenever this... Um, Whenever this under twenty involvement comes to an end, another out against Dublin on the eighth, and then the I think it's I think it's week on week. As far as we're it's week on week. Uh, so whenever that comes to an end, we'll uh, you know there's three or four more young guys in that panel that we'd love to get in, even as development players, to with a view of next year. You know, that's kind of way that yeah. it's been exposed, been exposed to senior football will do them absolutely no harm at all. But um, again, that would be whenever the under twenty season comes to an end. You know. Yeah, and, and well, from the chemistry perspective, we're hoping it's going to continue for as long as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So that's why I say, I think it's week on week. I don't know if it's first on it, but it's definitely in Dublin on the 8th of February. And I think after that, I think it'll be long for it on maybe the 15th or so. So I think it's week on week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just just on that there, Davey, will, will the lads have much uh, much exposure to the under-20 squad going forward before the 8th of February? Or has that all been agreed? Yeah, or? so... Well, no, so we, we, we sat down with uh, the county board and both Matthew and Matthew and the Freddie Matthew would have met three, a couple of months ago, three or four weeks ago now, and we just boxed off up until the Dublin game, essentially. So, um, so yeah, so at the minute they're with us for the previous 10 days, they're with the 20s, and then once Carlo's out of the way, I think the agreement then will be to split them as best we can one night a week, maybe two weeks in the or whatever way it could work one night a week each, because uh, we just find very conscious these are the old, as I said, there's pressure to throw in the mix and all there too, and... Uh, you know, we they're going to be big parts of our plan. As I said, they're not, they're not, uh, you know, they're very much central to our plan. But obviously, they're very central to the twenty team plan too. You know, so it, it, it's not ideal. And co part of creating this fixture mess, to be honest with you, and you know, it doesn't just doesn't impact the business counties because sure they don't need eighteen or nineteen year olds on their senior squad. But unfortunately, these four lads are very, very central to our plans. You know, so um, uh, of course it's going to be a knock on effect of that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I presume uh, with your background with the under twenties in Kildare, I suppose you can sympathise with Kevin O'Brien and on that end of things as well. Like you know, uh, a lot of work probably gone into this team. It, it, it's a real talking point in Wicklow for the last four or five years. This team as well, and you know, Dublin at home and Ockram is a big one for them as well. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and 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 absolutely, and they, um, you know, um, I want to you know, as, as I was talking to Alan Tomorrow and the Treasurer, even Kevin, and they have put a huge, you know, effort and, you know, investment into this team. Really, really strong on the tennis squad there. So, um, you know, at the same time, the senior team needs to be done too. So they kind of, you need to complement each other as best you can and work on the So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Look, in that, we're playing Sligo on Sunday, the 9th of February in Ockram. And, uh, you know, we've only three home games and uh, I will be four away, three home. And, Obviously, the guys are going to have played 60-odd minutes the day before. It's not ideal when you're four players who are going to be featuring heavily for you and they don't have to play a championship game the day before. You know, so look, both sides are being impacted and, and that's kind of, you know, uh, again, it just came from headquarters. This is a, you know, it's not a weak low problem, it's a national problem, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely suit, it doesn't suit the uh, the smaller counties as I say, like the likes of Dublin, but he wouldn't have as many 20s on their panel and under senior panel, so it wouldn't really affect the no yeah. Dublin wouldn't have any, sure. We, you know, we had to play a game there against Dublin team. That, you know, Dublin have three or four senior teams who could probably compete in Division Three and Four. You know, I can't do it. They don't need them. Um, they're not relying on any eighteen, nineteen year olds, which which we are. So you know, that's that's that, that's just different. That's uh, you know, yeah, where, that's different. You know, yeah, definitely. And just just going forward as well, we've seen Rory Finn coming back into action uh, in the O'Burn Cup there after Christmas. Is there anyone else on the radar come maybe coming back in some of the older brigade or? Yeah, well, so, um, Rory Finn is in with us, um, Sean Furlong's back involved, um, uh, Paul Cunningham's back involved, um, I think, uh, I think that they're the only additions, uh, well, we finalised our league squad for the next, for the first three rounds of the league, and we finalised that squad now, so, uh, we have a 36-man squad, and that's finalised today, so, um, yeah, Rory, Rory, Shawnee, and maybe Paul, I think they're the only real additions that we didn't have, Pre, you know, pre a Brink Cup or Journey of Brink Cup, kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, they're good, good players to bring back as well. Like you know, they're. they're oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paul Cunningham's been away for and, years, but he's won a week those best forwards there for a long time for. You know, yeah, and Paul, 
he's um you know he's a physio by trade so generally you find these guys are in good nick you know the fellas who were interviewing themselves on there yeah he came back to us and couldn't believe the shape he was in you know and probably just load he played he started the game for the other night and just pulled up with a just a slight you know a slight little niggle but uh, all it was was a spike in his load having you know done very very little for a long time to go back into full on intensity it comes to happen you know so uh so um but but he's he, he fit for the weekend like so he's uh He's a huge addition to us. Sean, he obviously is a huge addition to us too. And it's a bad competition because we were we probably had, you know, seven or eight forwards for the six jerseys and now we've ten, you know, makes a huge difference. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. So um, you know, and for me it's all about creating competitions to keep lads on their toes. So the likes of Chris O'Brien there, the likes of Mark Kenny, the likes of Owen Darcy all featured heavily in the Grand Cup for us, but now you throw Paul and Johnny and different lads into that mix. Um, even Connor Byrne only kinda of came to us recently you know, towards the end of the Grand Cup. And he's another forward to the mix. Old Murphy's another forward. It's back fit now. So you've all these guys coming back in. Now you've ten, eleven lads fighting for the jersey rather than having six or seven, which means lads can, you know, maybe take the foot off the gas, even if it's unintentionally. Say, you know, when you know there's no one behind you, uh, there's no one chomping at your heels. You know that kind of way. I think we're all it's, it's a natural instinct. You know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I suppose David, the last time we spoke to you uh, on air was. Before just when you got the job uh, before the yeah. county semi final, so you you witnessed a good run for Pats in, in Leinster and for to beaten by Port Leash. But overall, what you've seen so far, you're happy enough with the sort of the standard with the club, or, or is there any improvements you could see being made? Well, now I only would have picked up the, from semi final to final down at club level, obviously, and then Pats is running Leinster, and even the Lavin's running Leinster, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have seen anything previous to that, we'll say. So, um, uh, I, I haven't got, you know, um, knowledge of the club team, but from the players I've got in, uh, you know, I'd be very, very happy. There was some conditioning issues and, you know, it took us a long time and we found, you know, the more hard work for the better work we done with them, the more they were breaking down. So we kind of had to, you know, talk to the team team and come up with ways of maybe doing some off-sheet conditioning and, because we found lads were breaking down because maybe we weren't used to training at a certain intensity and a certain level, which you can find, but we've we, we started all that out now and now we can consistently train and we're not picking up these knocks anymore because we've uh, rehab and rehab and that's how the thing started out, you know, you know. So, uh, overall, I, I'd be very, very happy. I'd be hugely positive um, getting a massive, massive bounce out of the lads. The, the, the buzz, lads are like literally uh, bouncing onto the field in, in Balmakeel every night and we try to freshen up and move around. We are blessing the last again. We try to Freshing up and get around the county, you know, and share the traveling between everybody. But uh, overall, I, I couldn't ask them more from them. Um, they they're really buying into what we want. They're really enjoying it. Um, as far as I'm aware, they look to be a team that's really enjoying it. I know I'm really enjoying it. My management team are really enjoying it, and that's generally half the battle. If you, if you get up in the morning and you're happy enough to go somewhere, you generally do do all right at it. You know, it's when it becomes a slog is when is when uh, the results are turn and performances are turn. You know, so. Uh, yeah, so overall, I have to say I'm really, really enjoying that minute, yeah. Yeah, that's good, no? From reports we've heard as well, we've heard that the the atmosphere in camp is very good, that the players are enjoying it as well, so that's all credit to yourself and the management team. And, uh, yeah, and we do look at it, we sort of keep that going, and, and, and you know, look, don't get me wrong, I know, we've sort of got to put a back, we've got to put a back, we've got to put a back, and 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 we've very, very serious about this, and um, we've got the management team, We've assembled a good management background team, and and you know we 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 we, we own this group, and that we're you know we we are accountable to this group. So if you know if the performances aren't up to well, then the management aren't doing something right. You know, so uh, you know we have leadership in place there, and we have very open, frank discussions to see lads what can we do better, and then we'd also go back on them. Then lads need to know this, get this addressed. You know, so it's pretty much we try to make it as fair driven as possible, and generally if you give people ownership of something. They, again, they've been more accountable to it, and generally they'll, they'll, you know, they'll adhere to it a bit more. Whereas if it's all coming from management, everything coming from management, you know, it's, you get fed up with that too. You know, it's like in your job yourself. If your boss is telling you everything to do rather than consulting on anything, you know, you can very drain in that way. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, look, we won't hold you much longer. We, you've uh, you've three uh, weeks in a row on the on the field of the national league, and we'll be. Behind you every step of the way there, and we wish you the very best of luck on Saturday night. Um, Emmett, have you went into yeah, no, just the very best of luck going forward. And uh, you know, as we said, you have some tough assignments coming up, but every match is winnable in that group for for this team. And and very best of luck to you and the lads going forward. We really appreciate that. Lad. Thanks very much for the call. Thanks, David. Appreciate. It. Cheers. Bye. 
So Emmett there, uh, Davy Burke, optimistic for the year ahead anyway. There's a few big names after coming back into that panel. Yeah, and he seems to be very buoyant. He seems to be happy where they are at the minute. Um, look at we all probably the last couple of weeks heard about to, to be a tone and thrown with the under-20s. He's very much of the opinion that these lads are going to play a big part in, in Division 4 going forward for them. Um, some of us would like to see the under-20s getting a clearer run maybe at the Championship, but look, he's came in to do a job, I suppose. Um, you have to give him that. Maybe Kevin O'Brien wouldn't agree at the minute. He's trying to do a job as well. It's never easy, but these, it's crazy with these... Uh, College fixtures as well seem to be causing real the real problem, to be honest. Yeah, and, and I suppose like it's not fair for the 20s to have a fixture for the seniors the next day as well. Like February the 8th, the 20s are out against Dublin, and the 9th end they're playing, the seniors are playing Sligo at home in the league, so and that's as, not as fair. We to probably just before we came on there, like home matches are going to mean so much. Like we club three home and four away in this league. You know, those three home matches are going to hold, like they're six massive points with regards to where you're going to be in Division 4. You know, and, and to play the day after those under-20s to have to play their championship and then play the day after. You'd wonder sometimes, is the tail wagging the dog up in Crow Park a little bit? Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's ludicrous. You know, the first thing they'll come out and say is about player burnout and then they pull a stroke like that. So Yeah, and just even Sigerson is in the, the cut and trust at the moment in the, on the football scene. We have four representatives on the Carlo IT team. Um, Podge Tool put on... Fair display last weekend, and he scored two uh, two goals for Carlo IT as they bet UCC knocked them out in Carlo. But there's three other players in that, like Gerard Murphy and and Patrick O'Connor and Peter Hempton as well. So like the weekly footballers are getting serious exposure in football at the moment. Like serious exposure there as well. You know, probably the big the big miss on the that senior panel at the minute will be Patrick O'Connor. Like he's, I don't think he's involved there at the minute. It'd be a massive loss to him. He had a super year last year, you know, and a super championship with. With blessing the all true, like and you know, you'd like to see him wearing the blue and gold on Saturday as soon as possible again. To be yeah, fair. definitely, definitely, yeah. But uh, Carlo, the open fixture, Carlo at away Saturday evening. Carlo be boosted by the DRO class coming back. Like they did a serious run to the Leinster final in the club championship, and they've, they gave Victor a bit of a lesson up there in the O'Byrne Cup. But it's a massive one. But look, we're just we're looking at the seven games there. You know, you've Carlo, Watford, Sligo, Limerick, London, Antrim, and Wexford, and. You know, any one of them are winnable, but any one of them are losable, really, you know, in this division. It, it's a, going to be a real tight division, and, and I think to, to get half to a start, like, while Carlo away is, is not easy, I think as far as going away to play your first game, it's probably, it's, it's not bad for Wicklow either. You know, you're only over the road to Carlo. It's not, you know, you're not trekking on a bus anywhere. You're not, it, It's pretty straightforward. Look, we all know Carlo Wicklow know another inside out probably at this stage. But as you said, with the Aeroglads back after being in the Leinster final, it could work either way. Yeah. You know, they could be a little bit tired. They could be a little bit, you know, it could work either way. But according to the way Davy Burke is talking, he's, he seems to be very happy where his squad is at the minute. Carlo Wicklow travelling to Carlo, even Carlo coming to the last few years, Carlo have dominated, haven't they? Like, you're going back even Nico Dwyer's time, Wicklow never really got great success in Carlo in the league up there. You no, know, when you're no, expe- going up maybe fighting for promotion and it comes to that game and it sort of throws you it's off. A, you it's know? always a sticky one for Wicklow, you know, and, and that's why it'll be interesting to see with with a new man at the helm, like has he you know, is he working his magic? Is what is he doing? Like well as we said, Carlo are formidable enough, you know, they're they're a big strong outfit, you know, they've They've performed well in Leinster Championship the last couple of years as well, to be fair to them. They, you know, they've, they've been pulling up trees a bit, and you have to give it to them. They, they kind of came out nowhere there over the last three. Turlock O'Brien has done a serious job up there, and yeah. they're going to be formidable opponents. But, look, they were in the, they were in the draw at the start. We knew we were going to have to face them, and we'll know a lot more on Saturday evening. It's probably the best to get, well, as, as Davey said there, there's probably the toughest toughest team in it, or probably the favourites to go up. It's probably... It can have a positive and a negative. It could be a positive that you're getting the tough game, the toughest game probably on paper, like Sligo over there at home, but away to the team that just came out from Division 3, it's probably, it could be a positive start for Wicklow. To get a win there, it's huge. It's huge. A win, uh, win against Carlo would be huge. And as I said, you don't know, like maybe the Aeroag lads weren't back till after Christmas. You know, they might have been given a little bit of extended time off. You don't know how things are panning out there. You know, it's not always that easy. As we said, the fourth year into Turlock O'Brien's term, you know, it, it was, he could be starting to wear a bit on the players maybe, but they're obviously happy with him that he's still there. So 
again, it's all about Wicklow. I think you know how, how we are. We'll how we set up, how we perform under Davy. I think it's all about what Wicklow do from here on. We can roll out the names and I think we have to go down the road from now on with, with a group of young players, the players we've seen over the course of the championship this year, as many of them playing as we can. And I just think it should be all about us now and, and focusing on our game and how we perform because we can worry all we want about the other teams that are in it, but we, we should just worry about getting ourselves right and, and as, as good as we can get ourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd, I'd agree with you. Um, just but on Saturday night, there's going to be some good battles around the field. Um, Dean Healy just been named the captain for the year for Wicklow. I think it's the second year on the spin. Like he probably you fancy him around the middle, middle, middle sort of triangle there, centre forward or or midfield. Yeah, I'd like to see him midfield. To be honest, I think he's a midfielder. That's a, I know he's been moved around here and there. He was wing forward in that few days. He played centre forward. I'd just like to see him middle of the field because I think he's at his best picking up ball around that middle third and carrying it and running at teams. You know, I think it's his position. He's proved it with Pats, you know, week in, week out for the last few years. Like, he's just, I think we referred to him as a beast a few times. Yeah, yeah. To him. And, you know, again, I personally probably would have liked to have seen Dean probably not playing a couple of those O'Boran Cup matches. Laha Miles on the clock with him you know he, but he's not a player I think he can tell to sit down too easy no. he's, not, he's not a fella that you know, uh, the word rest is not in his vocabulary there was, there was reports he was up in Ballinakill straight away after the, the Port Leash knocked him out of the club championship I think he was in Ballinakill the next night at county training so that, yeah. that he's a captain sort of that he's a captain himself like you know, you know but like he, he, again like Davy and the lads were talking about managing players and we need we need Dean for the next three weeks now at, yeah. at full belt you know we need him He's a massive player because even in the O'Burn Cup matches, he was carrying the gauntlet for a lot of it, to be fair. Now, I know he had a lot of young lads around him probably, you know, bedding in and finding the run of things. But Dean was, you know, he was he was almost a battering ram in some of yeah. those games, like for a lot of it, you know. Yeah, and I suppose we've sort of been exposed to a good few of the, the newer lads that's come on to the panel this year uh, in the O'Burn Cup. It's hard to pick a... a Starting 15, in our heads anyway, it's hard to... Yeah, well, look, and even throw the lads in that we've just heard about, you know, that they, they're just on back on the panel as well. They probably won't start, maybe, you know, but again, as you said, it's a good headache for a manager to have, but it's a headache at the same time, you know, trying to get that right 15 and trying, you know, he's said already he's trying to balance... You know, college under twenties. You don't know what someone's going to ring tomorrow night after picking up a knock in a college match, maybe, or yeah. you know. And again, it's 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 not an easy thing to to do. But I think I think look, we're in as good a place. Look, we've all spoke. You know, we can talk about who's not there. I suppose we can't keep harping on about like you know, Theo Smith, Eddie Doyle, probably two Tommy legends. Kelly, like, Tommy well. Kelly, you know, Owen Kyo. Uh, Patrick O'Connor the McLaughlin's yeah. you know to name but a few like you'd like to see those lads there you'd like to see them involved because I think those are the sort of players as well in this division and and as Davey alluded to himself you know you're not going to win it with a crowd of young lads either you kind of need a couple of seasoned lads in there that there's going to be heavy going in this division and there's going to be heavy going Saturday night yeah you know? like even just looking looking at the fixtures here um, Waterford is always a tough game We I know we got a win by a point down there last year but we always, it's all, there's nothing between the two sides. Sligo coming down, they're going to be a tough opposition. Limerick away, London away. Yeah, last time, Limerick and London away within six days of one another, like they're two, they're yeah. two hefty trips. You know, like uh, it's a, it's a lot going Antrim at home, I suppose again, and then you've Wexford away, which you're looking at kind of leading you into the championship. You've Wexford in Wexford in the first round of the championship as well, like so. Again, look, we've all heard about the, the disruption down in Wexford. With, Paul Galvin, it was never going to be easy, probably, with Paul anyway, going yeah. in, he was going to leave his mark, but look, he seems to be gone quiet down there again, everything has turned around, and I'm sure they're beavering away, but as I said, like, those seven teams are all beatable, but those seven teams could beat you on any given day as well, and that's the nature of the beast in Division 4. Yeah, like the last time we went to London, London turned us over and done a right job on us that day, like, it was John Evans' first year, I think, or second year, and they gave us a right trimming that day like yeah and uh, London away is always is always a dodgy one because London can, can have lads at home in Ricelip that they don't have coming over here maybe you know they, could, they can be weakened when they travel sometimes but generally in Ricelip they have they have a fairly formidable outfit when they're when they're moving and they move well over there as well and 
you know they're always in the long grass good support there's actually a great support over there as well like, yeah you know, you know and, and like they always seem to be lying in the long grass when you're going to london was always a dodgy trip no matter what you know and yeah then, as i said limerick away again you're talking the same thing you know it's, it's a good trek enough to limerick Rakeel, i think it is yeah it's a, it's a so you know there's nothing easy about this division and i i think you know we'll know an awful lot more saturday evening like whether Good, bad, or indifferent, we'll, we'll know where we stand, I think, because this Carlo team are probably going to try and lay down a marker at home in the first match as well. So, you know, the, the Wicklow lads will have to be on their toes and be ready. Yeah, I suppose if you took if you took a point out there, you'd take it. If you're offered a point now, we probably would take it. All day long, probably. Yeah. But again, as I said, look, you don't know. The Aerog lads might only be back. You don't know what, you kind of don't know what's going on within the camp down there either. So, look, I wouldn't buy a lot into the Auburn Cup. I think, oh. you know, only back heavy trains. I know they were training as well. You lads will say, sure, they weren't at home to and nothing either. But, but the breeding play, we thought we were trying players. They're probably well, yeah. a little bit further down the line, Carlo. That's, you know. Well, and saying that, there was two big mistakes that Wicklow made in that game, and the two goals came from them, you know. And so they, they switched off for one. I think it was a 14 yard free, he was taken short, and one on one with I think, you know, we only scored eight points today, seven or eight points, and that's, you know, six of them from two goals from mistakes. Is, yeah, yeah. Very hard to get back that time. It is. It is very, very tough. And then we've Waterford at home Sunday week. So you'd be hoping that we're going to get a win there, and that will put us in a in a good good position if after two games, two two or three points would be great. Like you know, starting off. Yeah, there. look, just you know, look if we can get if we can get into the Antrim and Wexford matches with a chance, that's all you're looking for. You have a yeah. chance of promotion. That's what you're looking for. You know, you have to if you can put yourself in that position. This group could end up very tight. It could end up very lopsided. If if the likes of Carlo or anyone kick off, you know, and 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 kick on to to the levels they have been at, but they'll have their eye back on Leinster again and, and maybe a run in it as well. So it's very hard to sustain that from the whole way through January all the way into June, May, June, and up there. So it, it'll be just interesting to see. I think it's going to be a really tight division, to be honest. I think. Yeah. I I, I think there's teams are going to be one another in it, and I think as I said, if we can get to the Antrim match at home. A chance of being there or thereabouts, I think that that's all we can ask for. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be exactly what you'd be hoping for. Um, as Davey said, now he's all roads leading to Carlow and Saturday. We'll be there to, to provide full coverage, and it'd be great to see a, a vocal weekly support. The team deserve it really, like they haven't really been we got the following over in a few years, but definitely get behind them and we can go places, as the man says. But it's only 40 minutes to Carlow as well, exactly. Yeah, Saturday evening, it's it's, it's a good. Nice spin over and yeah, you know, get just get behind them and see what see where where we're going and where we can go and that's that's all we want exactly. Um, since last year we'll we'll move on to other matters, but since our last podcast of the season, Ash, we named our our team of the year. Um, Emmett, there was a lot of debate over a few positions, but we run through just in case you haven't heard, seen it on our social media. We have Shane Doyle from Pats and Goal, Patrick O'Kane. Shane Murley and Jack Hamilton in the full back line. There's two Pats and, and Jack Hamilton from Art Rogers. John Crow of Pats at wing back. Owen Baker from Avondale centre back. And Connor French from Pats in the other half back position. Dean Healy of Pats and Chris O'Brien from Art Rogers in midfield. Andy Marr from Art Rogers. Padge McWalter centre forward. And Patrick O'Connor from Blessington. Tommy Kelly uh, from Pats in the corner forward position. With Shawnee Furlong from Kiltegan full forward. And Connor Byrne from Avondale in the other corner. I mean, that took some some serious debating, didn't it? Yeah, there was a, a lot of tone and fraud about that one. And uh, just even the full forward line, what would you give to, to start Saturday night with them? Probably, yeah. You know, but look, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to happen that way. But again, look, look, there's lads really unlucky there not to be on that team as well. There was fantastic years for a lot of guys out there, to be fair. And, and you know, they just they didn't, by sheer force of numbers, they just didn't. Get on, and that's it. We could only pick fifteen as ever. So there was there was a couple of lads maybe only played. I think it was two or three games, and they were very close to getting it, but they just didn't uh, injuries or whatever throughout the start of the year. But they were like the likes. Kieran Highland was very close after his performances in the semi-finals and final, but we just couldn't put him in ahead of yeah, the others. Yeah, yeah. In fairness to the lads that are there, I don't think there can be any argument with the lads that are there. To be yeah, fair. I think you know it, it's it's a really solid team. As I said, if you're going out with that team Saturday evening, you'd be happy enough. Definitely, yeah, yeah, and there's a good, there's a good balance in it. Youth and and experience, like Jack Hamilton, Paddy O'Kane, Owen Baker, Chris O'Brien, Andy Marr, uh, Patrick O'Connor, Connor Byrne, all 
young lads around 20, under 23 probably mostly most of them lads you know Connor French John Crow and other lads that could be on the county team like yeah yeah and, that, and that's it look again this John Crow was another fella I didn't mention there from a, you know that could be there you know like we've, we've good lads at home still too you'd, you'd be hoping the door's probably still open for them lads if they're showing interest but again look a fantastic achievement for those lads as well to be picked on not saying because it's our team of the year that yeah. much, but it's a fantastic <laughs> achievement to be in line for it you know it's a, it's a shows their model of consistency for their clubs over the year and, and fair play to them yeah yeah that's uh, that's exactly it so next year we'll be doing it again so the markers lay down for lads to try knock them lads off their perch really isn't it yeah no brown envelopes no brown envelopes but i'll take a couple if they're, if they're cold. <laughs> but uh, yeah that's that's gonna wrap up our, our football we'll be there live in carlo on saturday night we'll have live commentary we have live updates uh coming to you from our social media pages so uh, we'll move on now to Harlan and we're going to go to Eamon Scallon straight away for a phone call with Eamon as we're going to preview the National League with him also. So joining us on the line now is Wicklow Senior Hurling Manager Eamon Scallon. Eamon, thanks very much for taking the call here. We know you're busy preparing for the opening fixture on, on Sunday. No problem, man. More than welcome. Thank you. And Eamon, Antrim home on Sunday. It's a big one. Antrim... Uh, Always a, a big name in hurling coming to our club on Sunday is going to be a, a good test for your men, isn't it? Uh, it will be. Um, we played Antrim before Christmas there in the Kyo Cup now, and you know the match got away, and the guys, to be fair, um, and Antrim put up a big score that day now, but I don't think it was a true reflection of where Wicklow are. But at the same time, it did give us a fair insight into the capabilities of that Antrim team. You know, they're very big, they're physical, they're strong, they're fit. And they're hurling with a pattern of play that, you know, if you don't have yourself set up properly, um, it could open you up quite easily, you know, and bang in a couple of goals. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even just from reports coming out from, from your own camp, I think everyone's supposed to be flying fit, never felt as, as fit. So things are moving well for yourselves at the moment. Well, I mean, it's a results-based business as well now. Like, you know, things can be going well. <laughs> but ultimately, uh, you know, you have to deliver when you go out and play. So, yeah, I couldn't fault the guys for the effort that they've put in. Um, it's been it's been tough, uh, I'd have to say. Uh, there's nothing simple. There's been a good emphasis on strength and conditioning. Um, there's been a good emphasis on fitness work. You know, and the lads have been asked to give up now quite a lot of their time, which they have done, to be fair to them. And, you know, I think this league is going to be about, uh, I don't really feed into the crack now of trying to survive in it. You know, I think if these guys are to develop as players, it's about being able to hold your own is probably the way I'd phrase it. And, you know, Antrim, fair enough, Antrim on paper might be ahead of Wicklow or whatever the case may be. But I have no doubt that these lads have done the very same amount of training uh, with the same level of intensity as what Antrim has done over the past, say, two months, three months, whatever the case may be. So... You know, we can do all the training in the world, but now, uh, over the course of the next maybe six weeks, um, we'll see exactly where we are and has it paid off. Yeah, like, Emmett, do you want to work away there? Yeah, no, just probably, while the, the result in the in the Kyo Cup probably didn't didn't go to plan, it was probably good to get that insight into Antrim as well, Eamon, and give you a view to what's well, coming. Well, to be fair to the lads coming out of the match that day, like we, I'd say more or less, had half a team out. And Antrim had quite a lot of the players now that are going to be involved uh, on Sunday. Antrim, to be fair, I would say, would probably have seven to eight regulars on it. And then they have another seven or eight guys that it's, you know, one of them is playing one day, one of them is playing another. But they're all at the same standard, if you know what I mean. So I think we go on the day in Abbottstown, you know, I didn't, I hadn't seen Antrim. To be honest, I probably hadn't seen Antrim playing since I played against them myself, and I didn't really know much about them. But on the day we played them in Abbottstown, you know, from that point of view, it was an invaluable exercise, and in that we got to see quite a lot about them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just going forward, as you said, like you know, trying probably trying to survive is not the way to go in this in this league, you know. I, yeah, you know, I, I always kind of like to, to think that Antrim and Offaly would be eyeballing one another there and that teams might just catch them in that group. Do you know what I mean? So, like, trying to, yeah. try, trying to survive is probably not the way to go, you know. Like, no, absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be feeding into that at all. I think, you know, there's enough 
uh, hurlers of a certain age and Wicklow there, all they need is a little bit of direction, maybe uh, a bit of better coaching, have their eyes open to the level of strength and conditioning that's required, the level of nutrition, the level of preparation that's needed. That probably is taken as second nature in places like Offaly and like Antrim. And I know, as we're saying, Offaly are, are gone down and, you know, they're back in the crystal ring or whatever the case may be. But I think for the last maybe 10 years or so, uh, Offaly club teams have been knocking on the door for club finals and all that. And hurlers haven't disappeared in Offaly. Um, you know, so they're going to be, Offaly are going to be there, thereabouts. But if younger players, the likes of Jack Doyle, the likes of Luke Evans, you know, like, you know, Colin McNally in the goal, more experienced players, maybe like John Henderson, you know, and the O'Brien and things like that. They need to be exposed to the to the upper end of uh, the hurling hemisphere, if you want to put it that way, to see their game come on. And if they're able to compete, and I have no doubt that they are able to compete, the problem is they haven't been competing with them, with those teams for maybe a, a, a prolonged period of time. I think if they've done the work, I've no doubt that the hurling capabilities are there. Will it transfer onto the pitch on Sunday time? I'll only tell. If it doesn't, it's not going to be the end of the world or anything like that because those players are definitely going in the right direction. And to be able to go out and compete again, obviously to compete again, Antrim and the likes of Kerry and Mead as well, is only going to see players uh, game come on that could be. Yeah, and look, a lot of people, as I say, you know, are, are looking at Antrim and Offaly there. You know, Mead and Kerry have, have won their Christie rings in recent years. Mayo have been, you know, Mayo are never an easy scalp either, like, you know, be at home or away. And, and like, if they go to Castle Bar there as well. So, you know, those, those three teams are, you know, I, I know from my own time, even there with Casey selected, like, those three teams are three very good teams as well. So, you know, you can't, you can't just look at the other two, like, and... and, and no, uh, and take them for for what they are. You can't take these other three teams for granted either. No, no, and and like Wicklow, the reality, the thing is, Wicklow is not going to have one easy match in that league. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to go into that league and get your couple of wins in five difficult matches, Definitely. and maybe scrape over the line by a point or two in a match that's after being going health or skelter for maybe seventy minutes? That's only going to bring a fella's game on. And if it's a thing maybe that you're falling short in those games by a couple of points, well, it's an indicator that what you have been doing just needs to be increased that bit more. Yeah, and that's, it's, as you said, it's, it's a, lear- a learning curve, and that's where you need that, and that's where you learn very quick from Sunday on over the course of six or seven weeks there, as you said. You will, absolutely. Like, and the thing was, last year we could have been in, in, in uh, 2B, and maybe they had two or three opportunities to go back and get a ball. Maybe a, a back had an opportunity to make a mistake and go back and get it. But I can guarantee you, if you run over a ball on Sunday, you won't be able to go back and get it because it'll be gone. If you make a mistake in the back line, you'll, probably you'll be punished to with the score. You'll probably have to go you know, back in the net for it, says you. <laughs> you will, and I, mean, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, like if you're, if you're a forward and you're given an opportunity, you'll only get the one and you'll have to take it. And that's, I don't see anything wrong with that. And, you know, ultimately, if we go look to try to develop their players, and bring them back to the clubs, well, if they're going to be exposed to that at an inter-county level, you would expect those same players to be going back to their clubs. Come the summer, you know, people will be looking at them, and, you know, it would be a compliment to us to be able to say, well, didn't end it, Donahue will hurl extremely well there today, lads. Look at the shape, isn't he in great shape, isn't he in good condition, isn't he striking very good. The same with any other player from any other club. And you can see then that the work you've put in has paid off. And that's only lead to a more competitive club championship. And ultimately, what they've been doing at a county at a county level will filter back down to club level. Yeah, and sure, that's the hope. And as you said, like there should, there's no there's no fears in playing against those teams. You know, you can like you could be two divisions lower. No disrespect to whoever's down there, but like you're not improving by being there. You can only improve by being in this division and, and go forward from it. Absolutely, and time will tell. Um, it's not going to be smooth sailing, um, and you know you're not. The big thing for us is to be able to get out and, and compete with these guys, and to be able to hurl against these guys. And I, I think the hurling capabilities are there, but time will tell. And you know, if if it's not, and a couple of defeats come their way, well, they're just going to have to roll up their sleeves and look at the match afterwards and see what went wrong in the one before, correct it, and move, and move forward like that. Is but well, it is all about getting exposure to a higher quality of hurling, a higher brand of hurling, and seeing yourself develop as a player and having questions asked of yourself 
in five matches over six weeks. Yeah, like it's it's a very tight schedule, isn't there's two matches, me Andrew Mahone first meet away uh, in the first two weeks and then there's a gap and then it's Mayo away, Kerry yeah. home and Offaly home, like two big games to finish at home. And like you'd be hoping on Sunday we're going to have a big crowd on Sunday supporting the this because this is a big game for, for Wicklow Harlan. Oh, it is a big game. Absolutely it's a big game, like you know, and and you know, isn't it great to see a big game in Arsenal? You know, we played Mead there before Christmas, wouldn't have been that big of a crowd at it, but there was a great atmosphere at the match. And the players themselves responded to it. They ended up getting a draw again, Mead and scoring, I think we scored possibly 22 or 3 points, or maybe 24 or something like that, I can't remember. But, you know, that's before Christmas. It's all about next Sunday, really. And then it's about the Sunday after. And these guys are going to be hurling weekend in, weekend out, until... I think the first match, and if they've qualified for a semi-final, they'll be playing the week after that. And if they got to a league final, it'll be the week after that. So potentially, if they keep winning and they're getting to their semi-finals or their finals, as was the case last year, they could be hurling up into the middle to the end of March. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Look, as we just said, like you know, you, you've Mayo carry an awfully within fourteen days, really, and that's you know, that that's going to tell the tale of a lot as well. You know, you're going to you'll you'll have to have strength in depth there as well, Eamon. You will have to have strength in depth, and to be fair, the way the competition is run, you're not really going to get a chance to train now, and that's why the emphasis has been over the last ten weeks of getting the work done, because when you're going from Sunday to Sunday, well, look, you'll have to squeeze in your gym sessions. It's all about recovery. It's about freshness. It's about sharpness. You know, the heavy running is done. The heavy training is over. You know, while it does have to be tapped into every so often just to keep that base there, uh, the regularity which has been done over the last couple of weeks is is coming to an end now once the matches start because there's no point in slogging a dead horse and having that gone out into a pitch on a Sunday third and a half of Yeah, and, and just speaking about the, the panel itself there, Eamon, there's a couple of players brought up or brought into the, the panel now that weren't on it last year after the, the performances last year in the championship and all that sort of stuff, but any any other avenues for players to get onto the panel or is it a closed book now for... Oh no, well, I, I suppose uh, from a fairness point of view, I think anybody that has been training there for the last while deserves the crack of getting on a panel and on a team for the duration of the league. Um, I don't see us making a whole lot of changes if any from a panel over the course of the league. But once the league is over, um, we are going to be looking at trying to get in a couple of good practice games and that will be an area where maybe somebody that has been tied up with work or family commitments or college or whatever for their first few months of the year, if they came in for those three or four games and the players have been advised of this that you know the panel will be opened up again and there'll be room for guys to come in and if guys are going to be coming in unfortunately some guys would be leaving but that's the competitive level that from a management point of view you want to attach to your squad you know and it's about it's about having a little bit of depth in your squad over the last I'd say months we've had lads picked up a couple of knocks a couple of injuries and there's you know, with the flu that was going around, there was quite a few guys just got sick. And if you were only carrying a panel at 20, all of a sudden you might find yourself without maybe six to eight players on a particular night. And your training would be down to maybe 11 or 12 players. And where are you going with that? So that's why the emphasis is on carrying maybe 30 players, you know? Yeah. To, to be able to cope with your injuries, to be able to cope with, you know, and to be fair, guys have to live as well. And, and some of these guys are in are in high-pressure jobs and they might find themselves in the UK or they could find themselves on the continent for the course of the week and they might miss a training session or two, but you need to be able to have a panel there to be able to cope with the likes of that. And, you know, there's a couple of guys there with young kids as well and, you know, it has to be a bit of breathing space given to them as well. It just can't be, you know, that he can't be out of the house all the time and, and, and leaving kids on their own, you know. Yeah, and, and, and just ahead of Sunday, how is everyone looking? Is there a clean bit of health or...? Um, had been carrying a few knocks now over the last fortnight, as I said, fortnight to three weeks. But all of those seem to be coming right. Um, a couple of guys had been out now with with a with a viral infection. They're coming back right. So we've one possibly two injuries just left to clear up. Uh, but other than that, it, it things should be okay. But there's just two knocks hanging around there at the moment now. You know, and hopefully they'll be cleared up this week. Yeah, fingers crossed. We. Love to see the, the best team for Wicklow out there on Sunday and hopefully we'll be able to get some sort of Absolutely. result, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. Eamon, just to suppose, 
before we, we let you go there, there's a, a bit of a news over the last few weeks that there's going to be two new teams entering the Wicklow uh, Hurling Championship with Western Gales and, and Knock and Anna starting. That's only positive for Wicklow Hurling, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And, you know, maybe you know, in some of these areas where, where guys have an interest in Hurling and maybe there wasn't enough lads to put in uh, a team from their own club area, if you want to put it that way, and now there's a combined team or something like that going in. Absolutely. I mean, I went to the Wicklow Minor County final there last year now, and I tell you, it wasn't a bad game of hurling at all. And there was a couple of players on it there that you'd look that might offer something maybe to an under-20 squad maybe this year, next year, or whatever the case may be. So the more avenues through which players can get exposure, I mean, obviously that's going to be a huge benefit to people, you know? Yeah, like it would be important to get the, the playing numbers up. Like, that's what so it's been on the, the decline there. And I think it was at a meeting where you said that there's a core group of people that are committed to playing hurling in Wicklow for a club or county and it's great to see even more people coming onto that sort of on that, that track. Oh, absolutely and I mean the fact of the matter is like Wicklow would be seen predominantly as a football county and I said it's the players umpteen times like the fact that they're out in Ballinick Hill and playing in the muck and the west and the grist during the course of the winter you know, they're, they're to be commended for it you know I can and I can say that hand on heart like that you know, the lads that are rowing in behind the hurling and Wicklow are, you know, they're diehards. And and the more of them that are around, you know, you, you, you can't leave it to the same guys to carry, as I said, uh, the hurling fraternity and Wicklow for the remainder of their days. And the more fresh faces that come in there, the better. And the more exposure people are getting to the hurling and Wicklow, the better for hurling and Wicklow, you know. And to be fair to the county board, they're putting a lot of structures in place there and a lot of financial support in terms of strength and conditioning video analysis nutritionists as I spoke about coaching as I spoke about you know they're, they're doing a lot of they're, they're doing far more things right now than what they're doing wrong but unfortunately sometimes it's the wrong things that take the headlines but I can from my experience with the board over the last year and a half there's a lot more being done right up there than what's been done wrong yeah yeah definitely yeah no Eamon no. Thanks very much for taking the call. We appreciate that and we wish you the best of luck on Sunday. We'll be there uh, supporting you as always and um, we wish you the best of luck for the year ahead and we might tie you with you later on. No problem. Best of luck, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks, Bye-bye. So that was Eamon Scallon there on the phone. Emmett, as you just were saying there, great speaker, great man to listen to and he has taken, uh, there's no excuses if they don't get the results. Yeah, look, he, he came straight out. There was no such thing as, you know, yeah, we're, we're trying to bring in a whole heap of young lads and this might go wrong and that might go. He just came straight out and said, you know, training is going well, but it's a results business. And, you know, he, he really just, he, he's very straight talking. And I think at that, I think that's why he gets on so well with a lot of the lads on the hurling too. Like, there's no grey area with him, you know. It's a, he wants to say it, he says it, and that's it. And I think a lot of lads have huge respect for him for that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I've listened to him speaking before, and it's very impressive what he had to say. But this division, Emmett, like, we're coming up against awfully. We've, they've won all Ireland's in the 90s. We were looking at them when the, the Dooleys and these lads were playing and winning back to or all, but not back to back, but they're winning all Ireland's in a couple of years apart. And Yvantrum there contested all Ireland's start of the 90s and they were always there thereabouts as well. Like They were in the top division for a long time. Kerry and Mead, Christy Ring contenders every year and Mayo as well sort of going going well in this division set up last year. This is a tough division for Wicklow. A seriously tough division and again, you know, like to be fair to him and he's under no illusions and I suppose the way you have to look at it is like we spoke about not fearing Antrim or Offaly in this group but those middle three matches have to be high on your agenda you know like you're going to have to try and get four of your six points out of those middle three matches really and truly now Antrim and Offaly are going to be one another you know one of them like someone's well the bar of draw has yeah, yeah. but like someone's oh we'll go there as the fella says so you know like don't rule out that someone else mightn't catch them along the way as well you know like it's all very well I know Offaly have Michael Fenley up there I think uh, Michael Cabin is in doing the coaching as well I think there's a fairly serious backroom team in with him up there but you know one slip <laughs> can be can be a huge slip at, at, for those sort of teams especially you know if one of if one of the the lesser four if we'll call them that were to were to catch Offaly or Antrim along the way like it'd be a huge blow to either of those teams we're sort of we're blessed to have Antrim and Offaly both coming to Arclough well Arclough on Sunday or Ockram as it may be in the 
It'll probably both be an art though, I'd say the way it's it's looking. But yeah, probably possibly. Which is the hurling ground, like fair enough. Like this the hurling I'm sure if you asked the weekly players where he wants to play on Sunday, they would have said it art though, I'd, I'm sure. I'd say so. I'd say that was the decision that was made. So make it tough make it tough for the players or for yeah. the team coming down. But we're lucky to have these two teams probably coming down here. Like you're not going to go up there, you know, fingers crossed, it doesn't it doesn't go too badly and you might pick up a result as you said, but we're not travelling with a long trip home from Antrim after getting a, a, t- a tough beating. Yeah, we. Well, I don't know. I'd probably. I'd rather have Mead or Mayo at home, to be honest with you. Maybe looking at. I. 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 I'm not sure, but you know, Trim is never an easy place to go. Castlebar probably could be looking at a double header in Castlebar, or they could maybe bring you further afield as well than that. That's there now. As I said, that's where your targets will probably lie to get four of your six points. Will you be trying for six out of six? But you know, carry it home. There's no, there's no easy task either. Like Kerry Hurland is kind of flies under the radar a little bit with their footballers going so well all the time. But Kerry Hurland is very good and very strong, you know. Yeah, like the one that they bet Wicklow on the Chris Ring final a few years ago as well, and like they've, they've been at this division. Wicklow know Mead and Mayo probably better than they know the other the other three teams, but like Kerry, they're, they're we've played against them before. I and think got even results. all the way up with us, I think Kerry were kind of our nemesis, you know, yeah. under minor, under twenty one or whatever. You always seem to come up against them, and they're always. They were always a very good team, all good hurlers, you know, and they've continued that on. As I said, people say it's probably the, the poor relation down there, but far from the poor relation, like they've had Brendan Cummins and these lads in down there over the years as well. Like, you know, it is being looked after down there, you know. It's, it is, it's yeah. just that the football is so strong, it doesn't seem to get the coverage. Yeah, and there's a couple of, I suppose, there's a couple of players now are starting to come onto the radar in Kerry Hurling as well. Like, they're starting to get their, their name out there. Yeah, they are. Like, they've, they've a lot of good players down there, and, and down through the years, they've always had very good players, you know, the, the Bricks and Slatteries and these lads. They've always, they've always been very good players, and, you know, they're continuing that trend through as well. So, look, it's a very tight division. I mean, you know, you'd like to think that you'd be able to, to beat Mead, Mayo and Kerry in that division. The way, you know, we've heard the lads have trained hard. You know, you, you, you seem to have the right fellas there as well by yeah. all, all the, the the names coming out of the camp as well. So, look, again, <laughs> he's under no illusion himself. It is a, a results-based business and would, like you'd have to be targeting the middle three to pick up your points in this group. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like um, Andy O'Brien put in a, a serious performance against. I think it was Antrim. I think he scored a serious amount of points two that eight, day. I think it was two ten. Was yeah, it? something along those lines. Nearly the whole. Yeah. Like, of course, it's the lads feeding the ball into him. But he got sixteen points against Mead as well that day. You know, it was a good few free. But like Andy, yeah, you know, I've I've heard Andy's training very hard as well. Like Andy's is next time playable when he's on his day. You yeah, know, he's he's a one of really, the best in Leinster when he gets going. He is. Yeah. He's a really serious player, but he's a lot of good players around him as he well. He does. To be yeah, fair, you know the. Like this team, I think, Andy aside, you know, I think they're a really, really well-balanced Wicklow team. For you know, every position, everyone is good. They're good, solid players. They're good, solid yardsticks in their positions, to be fair to them, all over the field. Yeah. And, you know, like Andy sprinkles the best artist, I suppose, from when he's on his game as well. So, look, I, I, I don't think they have anything to fear. I think, you know... Antrim and Offaly are going to do what they're going to do. They're, they're probably eyeballing one another since last September. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at a, at a, but as I said, any of those teams could catch him. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not written in stone that Antrim and Offaly will get to that final. It's probably likely, but it's not written in stone. Like, there's none of those, you know, if, if Mead or Kerry get Offaly down in Tralee or somewhere, or Antrim have to go to Tralee maybe as well, like... It, you know, that's no easy trip for either of those teams either. Yeah, like if, if a team, like maybe our, ourselves, me, Mayo, Kerry, got into that second place position, just one of them teams is going to have to travel to us for the, or to away for the semi-final. It's going to be tough. Yeah, so look, again, it's, it's look, it's a really tight division, as I said. It's But it's great to be in it. You know, I think Wicklow, yo yo up and like, we talk about Wicklow hurling, the last decade has been good enough to wake the Hurling four league titles, a couple of Christy Ring final appearances. You know, these lads have, you know, over the course of the last decade, have, have proved that they're well able to compete, you know. Yeah, and like, I suppose the panel of, of hurlers, Eamon sort of mentioned, there's a core group that's uh, sort of weak low to the backbone, you know, they're, they're hurling. They're, they're just a tight knit group. Yeah. There's a small, tight knit group in, in Wicklow, like, you know, like you're picking from. 
near enough six or seven clubs really when you look down along the list it's very and they're all they all know one another inside out they've all played together and played against one another and, and yeah. that's what makes them a really tight-knit group as well you know and, and even in Casey's time when I was there involved it was a really good group to be involved with you know they're a right bunch of lads they're you know they they know when to put the business head on at the end business yeah. end of things yeah. but they're you know they're, they're all level-headed good young lads as well and they're good crack as well as everything else you can have a bit of banter with them as well as that you know but I suppose when we're just talking about, about, about that like they to put their business head on it's a consistent group a consistent group of, and apparently all reports coming into us at the moment is that things are going very well in the camp at the moment they're they're flying it they haven't been as fit in a long time and and they're uh, enjoying their hurling and enjoying playing for Eamon, so that's only good as well, like, you know? Yeah, I suppose one thing leads to another. I suppose if you're fit and you're flying, it's a lot easier to enjoy it than it is, you know, if you're struggling to, to make yeah. it, you know, you, you'll pick up injuries if you're not. And, and look, it's great to hear, I mean, you know, all roads lead to Arklow on Sunday, it's going to be, you know, you you, know, you never know what you might see in Arklow Sunday. You, you know, we get... Get them down there and tighten them up on that tight field at Arklow Antrim. You know, mightn't be as happy Sunday evening getting back onto that bus as, as the team might be back, on the way yeah, down. Yeah, and like it'd be great to get a crowd there to support that. Like Wicklow Hurling needs, it yeah, needs support. Yeah, I think they need to get a crowd. You know, like, you know, Carlo, what better way to spend your weekend there, Carlo, Saturday evening and on to Arklow Sunday for the game. You know, shout for your county and support them and get everyone we can out behind the two teams and yeah, you know, we'll try and drive this thing on a little bit. We've always, in fairness to him, and he mentioned it as well. Like we always hear the bad things coming out of the county. Yeah, you know we don't. No one ever stands up and points out the good things. And I think we need to drive on and try and be as positive as we can. Get behind all these teams. Ah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. And we'll be there. We'll be have. We'll have commentary on Sunday and updates on all through our social media, the same as we'd have for the football. So um, we'd love to see you there. And if not, you can you can tune into us. But. Uh, we prefer if you were there, really, to be in at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. So we 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 come back to that in a couple of weeks' time when we're back on the next episode, see how the the results go against Antrim and Mead. But also, as we done with the football later, the team of the year is announced during the week on our social media. I think it was on Saturday night, and we just run it through it here. Connor McNally from Bray Emmets in goal. Carl Lacey from Bray Emmets. Danny Staunton from Glenealy back and Johnny Maloney from Bray Emmets in the other corner, Paul Gautour from Kiltegan, John Henderson from Bray Emmets at centre back and Andrew Walsh from Aero Greystones in the wing Dermot Mass and Luke Maloney make up the midfield partnership both from Bray Matthew Trainer from Mark Lennon the captain of Bray and Jack Doyle from Carnew in the half forward line, Christy Morehouse from Bray Emmets, Andy O'Brien and George B. O'Brien from Pats make up the full forward line it's a strong looking to, team too, isn't it? You want to be careful. Uh, yeah, very strong team. In fairness, you're probably your most consistent performers again. Again, there's lots of hard luck stories there. I mean, the whole Bray team was outstanding all year, to be fair to them. They really they really took the championship by storm. Um, Pat's very near catching them in that semi-final in, in poor conditions, to be fair. Um, Glen Ely, again, just were probably... Found wanting a little bit in the county final, they were caught in a bit of a storm, and uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a fair reflection. The team is a fair reflection on, on how the year went. To be fair, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's one well, uh, half backline though. Good half backline, yeah. <laughs> Padre told John Henderson, and Andrew Walsh, they're fairly not too many opposing keepers would be poking it down on top of them for too long. I think no, no, <laughs> definitely not. No, that's a, a good good height there for for the three boys in that one and. Of course, Henderson dominates the airways whenever he's playing, and he'll be one that we've been looking to on Sunday when we face Antrim. But yeah, like it's good to see the likes of Paul O'Toole and Andrew Walsh getting on to it from from two teams that didn't sort of make the you know the the cut and trust of it really. And and then we have um, the, the lads from St Pat's there as well, Andy O'Brien and George B O'Brien both making the panel as well. So there's a nice sort of spread to it as well. Like yeah, look at it. I mean, like what a full forward line there as well, like Christy, Andy, and and George. You know, there are three serious score getters in there as well. But again, I think I think it is a fair reflection. You know, like Pats were very consistent all through the year as well and had a lot of very good performers to be fair. A few lads unlucky there not to make it and you know, any day we've seen Podge Tool for Kiltegan, he was outstanding. So again, look, it's it's a fair reflection enough, I think. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely it. So again, if you want to try and make it this year, that's you know what the benchmark is. 
Um, and I think we, we leave it there with all roads lead to Carlo Saturday night and Ar- Arclo on Sunday. So we'll be, we'll be uh, in full thick of it this week. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time for our next episode of the podcast. And we'll talk to you then. See you then. John Joe's Arclo, under the new management of Aaron and Claire Travers, is the perfect location for all sporting events. With nine HD screens and the new addition of a 2.4 metre screen for the big games, makes John Joe's the premier sports bar in Arclo. Located on Upper Main Street, the crack is mighty, and you'll always feel at home in John Joe's. David Blake, Physical Therapist Tinahili, for comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions, including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs, and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organizations at club, county, and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling, and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087 906-2150 That's 87 906-2150 Travers Insurances 7 Upper Main Street, Arthur County Wicklow Offering competitive quotes on motor, household, life and business insurance Call 0402-32204 or visit our website www.travers.ie. Insurance cover that stands out for the proud. Travers & Co Insurance Limited trading as Travers Financial Services, Travers Insurances, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 863.